Actually, worker representation in the industry remains poor and is often met with suppression. So it is definitely an effective tool to elevate workers' voice and to support their ability to report risk and negotiate conditions. The global food system is facing unparalleled challenges and changes. So how can we reset for a better, more sustainable future? Introducing Control-Alt-Meat, the weekly podcast that explores the issues transforming the global food business. I'm your host, Katie Briefel. Come join me as I speak to the innovators and investors, policymakers and product developers, the scientists and the chefs, who are all on the front line reshaping the future of our food. Welcome to this week's episode of Control-Alt-Meat. In today's episode, we're talking about unsafe working conditions in the animal agriculture industry. Poor and unsafe working conditions present a major risk to companies within the animal farming sector. The outbreak of the novel coronavirus, for example, has exposed a plethora of labour risks, not only concerning the health and safety of workers, but also the absence of fair wages and, in some cases, basic human rights. Enclosed and poorly ventilated spaces, like those that often exist in meat processing facilities, help to foster the emergence of zoonotic diseases. At the same time, a lack of due diligence on human rights can create a ripple effect throughout a company's supply chain. Failure to address issues can result in serious operational and reputational risks, which subsequently impacts a company's market share. Here to join me today is Christina Figaro. Christina joined the FAIR initiative in August 2020. As research and engagements manager, she manages collaborative engagements with investors and industry stakeholders to address risks and opportunities in the global protein supply chain. She currently leads FAIR's engagement on working conditions. Christina, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Why is working conditions a particular problem in the animal agriculture industry? So Christina, why is working conditions a particular problem in the animal agriculture industry? First of all, thank you so much for having me. And I would say that in meat processing specifically, the industry has shifted from local slaughterhouses to industrial production plants. And in these operations, companies maximize efficiency and output volumes to reduce costs. In that process, they sometimes overlook working conditions and expose their employees to risk, such as maintaining the pace of production during the pandemic, which required operators to stand elbow to elbow, and that contributed to the spread of COVID. And also working conditions suffer whenever the company reduces labor costs and when the companies don't invest in in the latest protective equipment or when they rely heavily on workers who accept a lower pay because, well, low-cost workers are frequently in a vulnerable position that forces them to accept lower wages and a common group in this situation are foreign workers and even refugees. So the sector actually relies heavily on low-cost migrant workers who don't necessarily speak the language of the country and rely on their employer to remain in the country. Um, These conditions leave them in a vulnerable position to report problems within the operations, but also to negotiate improvements on working conditions because they fear retaliation from their employers. Got it. And what would you say is the biggest factor exacerbating labour risk? 
I would say the the industry's low working condition standards. So, for example, companies only provide paid sick leave when they are required by local regulation. And actually, they tend to comply with minimum legal requirements, which is in many cases not enough for workers. This is surprising because of the high injury rates in the industry and the long-term health impacts that workers in the industry suffer, such as respiratory and musculoskeletal disorders. Another example is that in some markets, companies hire more than half or even 80% of their staff on temporary and subcontracted contracts. And these temporary and third-party arrangements actually limit worker ability to negotiate the terms of employment because they fear losing their job. An example is Germany, where direct employed workers have a maximum 48-hour week while subcontractors work up to 68 hours with wages that are about 40 and even 50% lower for subcontracted workers. And even in the UK, unions estimate that 10 or 15% of the workforce in factories where unions are recognized are subcontracted or agency workers, and they tend to have lower pay. In the US, employees don't rely so much on subcontracting. They rely more on a type of contract that is very specific to the country that is at-will employment that basically allows uh, the employer or the a worker to terminate the contract at any time. Workers under this type of contract are, are frequently hourly in this space. And here's where you find some companies hiring over 80% of their staff under these contracts. And while it favors flexibility, it also presents risks to both sides. So to the company and the workers, because the contracts leave workers exposed to sudden termination or unnegotiated changes in wages and benefits. And also, um, in, and on the side of the companies, they face the risk that workers will resign without notice, which has an immediate impact on productive capacity and turnover costs. And that exposes companies to sudden labor shortages, as happened through the pandemic, when workers um, were failing to attend to work or um, yeah, were quitting in high numbers. But what about worker representation to help mitigate this? Actually, worker representation in the industry remains poor and is often met with suppression. So it is definitely an effective tool to elevate workers' voice and to support their ability to report risk and negotiate conditions, including wages and benefits that they do through collective bargaining. And worker representation can encourage effective communication between workers and management. However, unionization and and worker-led action to strike or drive change in plants is often met with with suppression, as I said earlier. Union affiliation among the industry workers is low, both in the US and the UK compared to other regions. You find high union rates in other countries, for example, China and also Brazil, but these are exceptions rather than the industry norm. In the case of China, all workers are members of the government-controlled All-China Federation of Trade Unions, which controls basically the trade unions in the country. And the only thing is that it is criticized about the ability of this organization to generally improve working conditions and elevate worker voice effectively. In Brazil, on the other hand, meat processing workers are heavily unionized and companies report close to 100% rates of union affiliation. And thanks to this strong representation, uh, the industry's labor standards in the country are strong and unions contributed to some key pieces of regulation, such as NR36, which is a policy designed between government, companies and unions to set minimum health and safety standards 
standard requirements at slaughterhouses. That's really uh, interesting to know. And and what role does market consolidation play into this? Well, that's a really good question. Market consolidation actually adds power to companies, so to the employers, at the expense of worker protection. So basically, workers are in a position, even in a more vulnerable position regarding their relation with their employer. So in several leading markets, actually concentration and uh, retailer concentration, so at the supermarket level, the pressure on prices imports from low-wage countries and increasing regulatory costs have favoured the control of a small group of companies over the proliferation of large industrialised meat processing plants. And so the dominant companies actually have the ability to maximise profits without raising prices significantly, which actually raising the prices would trigger antitrust claims. And how they do this is by pressuring workers and suppliers. So they support investments um, and research that strengthen their market position without benefiting necessarily consumers. And they also invest um, in lobbying and influence policy. And companies with high market power can exploit their position to manipulate the cost of products, suppliers, and, and even labor. So they can influence the wages in the market. And are there any sort of final factors that are influencing um, labor risk? Yes, actually, a big driver, at least how I see it, is uh, labor retail prices that are actually incentivizing labor risk. So 2% of every dollar spent by consumers on a McDonald's chicken nugget actually pays for processing plant labor. So this just stresses how low prices contribute to labor risk and other issues in the industry. So statements from the industry itself actually argue that retail meat prices are currently too low and some are calling for resets for more transparent and fair pricing. That is really shocking to hear. I know. Christina, thank you so much for shining a light on what is clearly such a wide reaching and large scale problem. I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And if people want to find out more about this issue, where can they go? Yeah, they can uh, visit their websites and they can learn more about some of the work our organization is doing with investors to, to engage companies in the industry to improve their working conditions and also through the analysis in our protein producer index where we assess working conditions risk and we have more, more information there. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much, Christina. Pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Control Alt Meat. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on social media to help us reach more listeners like you. You can also visit controlaltmeat.com to learn more.